Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. This is the Jesse Kelly Show.
It is Monday, and isn't that great news? See, I can't, I can't do it. I was gonna try to continue the extra peppy on Monday thing. <laughs> I can't. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. It's gonna be a fun, fun day today. Probably not so much for the Biden administration. Uh oh. This border thing kind of got a little out of control for him. And, well, yeah, we'll talk about, that. you know, the reasons it's out of control. But I'm going to tell you why it got out of control so fast. The real reason why. We'll go over that in just a little bit today. Kamala Harris looks like she's gearing up to take over the White House. Joe Biden took a tumble up the stairs. I'll have a different take on that than everybody else. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. But first, let me ask you a question. Do you believe in curses? And yes, I, I mean the exact ones you're thinking about. Indiana Jones style curses. Chris, I'm yes, I know you do not. Do you believe in curses? If you say you don't, as Jewish producer Chris just did, hang on, maybe you'll get there today. Now, as you well know, I am probably, I mean, let me think about it, probably the greatest to ever do this. Quit, I'm kidding. But seriously, as you well know, I've covered a lot of different history topics during the opening of our show. Everybody knows by now. Every single show, yes, it's a political talk show that kind of goes off the rails a lot of the time, but it's a political talk show, but it opens with a history story every single day. Sometimes it's a battle, a war, a king, a queen. Sometimes it's organized crime. Sometimes it's explorers. But it always something from history. And as I was reading something over the weekend... It hit me. I think I've been borderline criminally neglectful when it comes to one particular topic. If you're going to go down the list of the greatest conquerors in the history of mankind, you almost undoubtedly have Genghis Khan at the top, or you don't know who you're talking about. Genghis Khan or maybe Napoleon or something like that, but probably Genghis Khan. But on a very, 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 very short list, and I mean everybody's top five, definitely everybody's top ten, is a man by the name of Tamerlane. And I've never done a show on Tamerlane. I asked a few friends this weekend. Most people don't even know who this guy is. How have I never done this? So what we're going to do today is kind of a 30,000-foot view of Tamerlane's life. I'm going to try not to get too bogged down in the story, but it's awesome. I'm going to get bogged down in a couple parts of it. And at the end of it, you just might believe in curses. Now, who was Tamerlane? When was Tamerlane? Where was Tamerlane? This was the post-Genghis Khan Mongol world. And you know, Genghis Khan was in the 1200s, came on up, conquered everything, Mongols rule the world, and then two, three generations after, they're ruling everything. 
By the time we get to Tamerlane, the Mongolian Empire is broken up into three different countries, three different empires. Now, all of them very powerful. All of them just kind of have a different direction. Sometimes they're at war with each other. Sometimes they get along with each other. But an important thing you need to remember, this is the end of Mongolian rule. This empire is crumbling now. And they're crumbling. One of the main reasons people say they crumbled, and as as you read about it and stuff like that, it's hard to argue. One of the main reasons they're crumbling is this. And tell me if this sounds familiar at all. They can't agree on who they are. They can't agree on who they are. Where did they come from? Well, you've listened to this show, so you know they come from the Asian steppe. If you draw a gigantic thick line east to west across Asia, that's the Asian steppe. It's mountains, it's deserts, it's harsh, it's brutal, it's winter, it's hot, it's cold, it's everything you could imagine. And from the beginning, this area seems to produce nomadic warriors. No settled societies, really. You are in the, in the saddle. You are riding horses at the age of three in the Mongolian Empire. Three. You shoot a bow from the back of a horse so well that at a full gallop, you can shoot birds out of the sky. I'm not making that up. That is something that happened. And these people were always at war with everyone else, at war with each other. There's always the Scythians, the Mongols, the Huns. There's, there's a laundry list of these tough Asian steppe tribes. Genghis Khan brings them together, and he develops the greatest army in the history of the world. They take on all the other great armies at the time and defeat them with relative ease, to be frank. By now, we're give or take a century after Genghis Khan. We're in the 1300s. This is the time of Tamerlane. And what is going on in the Mongolian Empire? Well, it's the same thing that goes on in other countries. You see, you started out as something. We are nomadic Mongolian warriors. We are the best. Let's go kill them and kill them and kill them and take over everything. And woohoo, all right, we did it. Our toughness helped us take over everything. Oh, I don't I don't have to wear these rags anymore. I can I can put on silk. Well, some silk would be nice. Oh, I have we have our our nomadic tents that we would build. Of course, everything is carried along with us as we as we eat mice and field rabbits and things. Oh, I I can move into this castle instead of instead of the tent with field mice? Wait, you mean somebody's Somebody's just going to, like, bring me food? Hey, what's this thing? Oh, it's it's a bath? I can bathe every day? Oh, that, that, doesn't, sound nice. that doesn't sound bad at all. I'll tell you, in, in this settled society with my castle, the women smell a lot better. It's, it, I mean, it's, you see what happens? It happens to all societies that get too big. Happened to us, too. You get too big. You get too rich. You get a lack of appreciation for where you came from, and 
Life is easier and more comfortable when you're doing well, when you're rich. And the Mongolian Empire was divided because half of them wanted to be nomadic warriors. Let's go. What are we doing? We can't stay in a walled city. We need to be out on the plains. It's winter. I want to go get frostbite on my face. And the other half are all, wait, what? No, this is way nicer. What are you talking about? Let's, let's stay here. And obviously I'm making a half joke out of it, but it was a big deal. They could not decide the direction of the nation and Mongolian religion started to be a problem. Remember Genghis Khan for the 40 million people he killed was thought of as a bit of a tyrant, understandably. However, if you're going to give the guy any, any marks in the plus column, they were absurdly religiously tolerant. All Genghis Khan ever cared about was helping him conquer things. He would take over your city. Oh, we're going to kill everybody. Oh, you're an engineer. Actually, you can come work for me. No, not even as a slave. Life will be good. Oh, you want to be a Muslim? Yeah, fine. Oh, you want to be a Christian? Yeah, fine. Put the church right next to the mosque. I don't care. Just pay tribute to me. Whatever's fine. But that was becoming a problem too. And out of that emerged a man to be reckoned with. We'll get to that and why we have a border crisis. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com There are hard moments in your life, in everyone's life. It's Nobody is immune from them. You're born... You're just going to go through a bunch of those before you die. One of the hardest moments for me is watching multiple loved ones go down with heart problems, go down with problems that come from high blood pressure. So I need to be proactive. You need to be proactive. Take care of these problems before they arise. The easiest thing I do to help my heart to help my blood pressure, is eating two delicious Super Beats heart chews every single day. My personal favorite is the pomegranate berry. You may prefer the super grapes, but try them. They're delicious, and they're all natural and good for you. Go to getsuperbeats.com slash jesse. That's getsuperbeats.com slash jesse. Buy two bags, get the third free. Ooh, boy. Have you ever seen an elephant with blades on its tusks? Oh, yeah. We're going there today here on the Jesse Kelly Show. You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Locals. Back to Tamerlane before we get to why we have a border crisis right now. Empire is divided. The Mongolian Empire. It's crumbling. It's divided. Three different empires. They can't decide whether they want to be Muslim, Christian. There's all there's huge religious divides. And out of this, there emerges a Turkic Muslim by the name of Tamerlane. Came from a good family, a good clan. He was reportedly enormous. And I mean absolutely huge for the time. 
And when we think about guys like Tamerlane and Genghis Khan, you like to picture them as having Asian features with the eyes and the black hair and things like that. We don't know what Genghis Khan looked like, but there are writings that say he was a redhead. You believe that? Genghis Khan is a ginger. Not kidding. No, Chris, it's true. A lot of these guys don't come from, you know, traditional China. A lot of them come from places like Uzbekistan. Like like Tamerlane was born in modern-day Uzbekistan. There's a huge European-Asian crossover there. You just don't understand totally what their what their features just look like. Well, yes, he was a ginger, Chris. Why do you think he was so terrible? Gosh. Anyway. He's big. He emerges very early on as an extremely talented commander. And these people, these kind of societies, uh, uh, talent is so attractive. Then and now, depending on what your culture prioritizes. If I was riding around town on a horse, shooting a bow into people and killing them by the hundreds, I probably would not be admired and followed today. I would most likely be arrested very quickly and sent to prison the rest of my life. However, when you're riding around with a bow in your hand and you're killing a lot of people back in Tamerlane's day, people look at that guy and go, man, he has it put together. Talk about someone who has life figured out. And he's gaining a following and gaining a following. I'm skipping over huge parts of this story on purpose. But eventually he takes over one of those three Mongol countries. He starts to claim, tries to claim he's a descendant of Genghis Khan because he's trying to give his rule some legitimacy here. And here's the thing. Anytime anyone talks about this, they always act like, oh, yeah, he was totally lying. Let's remember, there are more descendants of Genghis Khan than there are anyone else in the history of the world. He really enjoyed himself while he was out on the campaign trail. Mostly unwillingly, but nevertheless, there are descendants everywhere. I forget what the numbers are. Chris, look them up for me of... Asians alone that are descendants of Genghis Khan, one in four. Chris is one in four. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but at the same time, it's it, we're so separated from it, it is kind of funny. So he may or may not have been a descendant of Genghis Khan, but he honors Genghis Khan. He does marry one of the descendants of Genghis Khan to make sure they're real, real close there. And he has he has visions of being the next big conqueror. But he does things a little different than Genghis did it. He says, look, if you're a power, you're in place, pay tribute to me, pay taxes to me, and I'll leave you alone. I really don't need to stick my nose in your business. But if you rebel, it's really not going to go well. Now, that's how we're going to do things here on the home front. On foreign soil, though, it's time to become the Mongols again. Tamerlane is very much a nomadic people Let's get back to our roots of murder and pillage type guy. First, he sets his eyes on Persia. This is an entire campaign. I'll go over it another time. Let's just say things don't go well in Persia. He storms into Persia, starts wiping them out and wiping them out and wiping them out. And on occasion, he's famous for this. Tamerlane will take his soldiers who are willing to commit flat-out murder. We're not talking war. We're talking murder. Men, women, and children. 
and he will send them back into the city he just took and have them take every single person's head, and then he would build the tallest towers he could out of the heads. Tamerlane was famous for head towers. They call them skull towers. They were not skull towers. These were very much intact heads when he built gigantic towers out of them. Now, was he just some sadist? Was he just some nut job? If you ask Tamerlane, he would say, well, no, I'm trying to be merciful. I'm trying to show the next city what happens. I'm trying to show the next four or five cities what happens. I am trying to put a healthy fear into those who would oppose me so we don't ever have to come to blows again. You see this? Oh, you don't want to pay your taxes? You see the tower behind me? That's not concrete, pal. That's skulls. Now do you feel like paying your taxes? Oh, you do. Oh, good call. Good call. We'll come back to that. Once he wipes out Persia, he then focuses on another portion of the Mongolian Empire, the one with the coolest name ever, the Golden Horde, and he takes them on. This is obviously a bit more difficult than taking on other people because these are still Mongols after all. But he wins. Tamerlane never loses. He's not lost yet. Then he sets his eyes, and this one floors me. This is where he kind of gets a bit of a bad reputation, understandably. He sets his eyes on Delhi, on India. And even Genghis Khan never really ventured into India. India is famously a very, very, very brutal place to invade. Even Alexander the Great got to India and his men were all, okay, this sucks. It's freaking hot. There are tigers here. I would like to leave. He storms into Delhi and takes Delhi. Now, he doesn't wipe it out completely. But this is a major city, right? And he takes Delhi. He takes it for no reason. There was no provocation, not even a pretend provocation. They weren't enemies. He just decided he wanted to go plunder it and just took off and plundered it. And then, and then they rebel against his people. He then goes right back in after he'd just taken it and wipes out the entire city. It took a century for Delhi to come back as a major city. Supposedly, it was like something out of one of those zombie movies where somebody wakes up from a coma and all the streets are empty and you you see the city and it's overgrown. That's what it was like, a gigantic city that had been wiped out by Tamerlane and wiped out for no reason at all. (laughs) It just, ah, you know, I think I want their stuff. And finally, and there's some overlap here, He sets his eyes on the up-and-coming empire, one we've talked about multiple times on this show, totally historically underrated. He sets his eyes on the Ottoman Empire. The Ottomans are starting to really come into their own here. And remember, all this stuff is going on at the same time. Remember the fall of Constantinople? Well, we're in the late 1300s. Constantinople fell in the 1450s, 1452 to be specific. We're we're in about this time. The Byzantine Empire is going down. The Ottoman Empire is going up. Tamerlane is, he's the exception right now. He's dominating everybody. Except for the Ottomans. 
the Ottomans are coming into their own too. They're on the rise. They know they're on the rise. Their armies are dominating people. And when you get to a place like this, where you have two alphas right next to each other, there's going to be a problem. And there's about to be a problem here. All right, we'll get to that and more communism in your colleges. Hang on. Jake's Mint Chew will help you quit dipping tobacco. I know it's hard to quit. And I know this. And hear me out here. You might be in a place where you don't even want to quit. I I was. I, I will tell you right now, I was. There's no judgment here. When I decided I have to quit, there was not an I want to quit thing in there. And that makes it even harder. It's enjoyable. You're hooked on it. So you need to get yourself some kind of transition. Jake's Mint Chew is that transition. And it's a transition you don't have to feel bad about. It's all natural. It's tobacco-free. It's even sugar-free. And they have a bunch of different flavors. Highly recommend the CBD pouches. Go to jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code Jesse. That gets you 20% off. Jesse, I'm sick of you radio guys saying it wrong. It's Pasaki. You got it? You know who I'm talking about? That redheaded... Oh, God, she's homely. Pasaki. Say it right. Pasaki. 877-366-437. Wait, wait, what did I wait, what hold on, Chris. I just messed up the phone number. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. What's our phone number, Chris? 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. As you can hear. You're more than welcome to leave us a voicemail. I told you we're more than happy to play them on the air. But, couple things, sir. In response to your voicemail. One, I went to community college. Have I ever come here and claimed to have an excellent set of speaking skills? Have I ever once sat down behind this microphone and said, I am highly educated You should definitely listen. No, no, I'm an idiot. You don't, you do you, you all realize that I shouldn't be here, right? I I understand that's not the fashionable thing to say when you have a show. It's supposed to be, I'm the best. I'm leading the charts. I shouldn't be here. I, I work construction. I washed dishes. I was a Marine. I was a, I should not be here. I sold RVs. I fell backwards into this job. If you're looking for some Harvard-educated lawyer who says words correctly, you have come to the wrong place, my friend. I am white trash, and that's never going to change. I'm going to still eat Velveeta when I'm 65, period. That's number one. Two. 
I'll get back to Tamerlane in a second. All right, I understand I've caught some heat for my Rachel Maddow is kind of hot take. We got blasted for that again this weekend. Are we really going to say Jen Psaki's homely? No. Play that again, Chris. Play that again. Jesse, I'm sick of you radio guys saying it wrong. It's Psaki. You got it? You know who I'm talking about? That redheaded. Oh, God, she's homely. Psaki. Say it right. Psaki. Let's talk about Jen Psaki <laughs> in your face. Dude, she's absolutely kind of hot. Yes, she is, Chris. Yes, she is. We, you just don't hate her because she's. You just don't like her because she's a communist. She's still kind of hot. There's nothing wrong with dabbling in communism before you get married, Chris. I mean, when I say dabbling, I mean dating. That uh, you don't ever personally practice it. But no, it, look, it, obviously you're gonna have to pay for dinner, and it's. You're, that's gonna be a one or two dater. Let's be honest, and and. It may not even last one full date, depending on how aggravated you are, because it's going to be mind-numbingly boring and stupid. But, dude, it's kind of hot. It's worth a date. All right, all right, let's get focused. Back to Tamerlane. We can get back on that in a little while, Chris. Back to Tamerlane. We have an Ottoman Sultan. I've only given you one name all day today, so I'm about to give you your second. His name is Bayezid or Bayezid. Or Bayezid, depending on who you're talking to. He is a powerful man in charge of a powerful Ottoman Empire. He is currently, this is about the year 1400. It's not exactly that, but don't worry about that. He is currently laying siege to Constantinople. Remember, it would not fall for another 50-some years. And it, it had been besieged several times, and just no one could get in the daggone thing. Bayezid is laying siege to Constantinople. And he goes to another people, a people who are under the protection of Tamerlane. And Bayezid says, well, you need to pay tribute to me. And these people say, no, we're, we're under the protection of Tamerlane. And Bayezid says, okay, all right, that's funny. You need to pay tribute to me. This is a very personal insult. For Tamerlane, this is the this is the equivalent of walking up to Tamerlane and spitting on his shoes. You don't do something like that to Tamerlane. And frankly, Tamerlane wouldn't do something like that to Bayezid. You do that that tribute under my protection thing in the ancient world, it was not just words. And it wasn't even necessarily about the country that was being protected. It was about I told everybody he's under my protection and you just walked up to him and slapped him. Now you're insulting me. Now you're saying I'm weak. And now it's on. Tamerlane says, hey, Bayezid, it's on. It's time to rock and roll. And they send a whole bunch of letters back and forth. They're arguing. What are they each bringing to the table? Well, they're bringing gigantic armies. And how many of them there were, I have no earthly idea. Because I read probably six different things on this. And every single number was different. I'm not making this up. I have no idea how this happens. I find it so frustrating. I heard everything for, for just Tamerlane's side. I heard everything from 50,000 to 400,000. I don't know how you mess up a small city, but that's what they did. And on the Ottoman side, I heard everything from 60, 70,000 to 130,000. What it looks like to me on paper is the only part that matters 
Tamerlane outnumbers him by a little. Now, what are the armies made of? Well, they're both really cool. The Ottomans are very multiple, meaning they have archers. They have have people on horseback. They have elite, elite infantry, the Janissaries. Remember the Janissaries from last week? The Christian kids, they would steal as slaves from their parents when they were younger, forcibly convert them to Islam, but train them from a young age to be Islamic super soldiers. These dudes were studs. Studs. Tamerlane's army? I'm not totally sure this wouldn't be the battle I would watch in the history of mankind if I had to watch one. Why? Tamerlane's army was obviously because they're Turkic and Mon- Turkic Mongol, entirely mounted. But remember how Tamerlane went down and just wiped out Delhi for funsies? He brought back with him elephants. Lots of elephants. Elephants with flamethrowers on them. He had flamethrowers put on top of the elephants and to make it even worse, I mean, just picture this. He had gigantic blades attached to the tusks of the elephants and the elephants were trained to wave their heads back and forth, kind of like a, a, a gigantic weed whacker. Supposedly he had like 32 of them at this battle. How sweet would that have been? And on the other end, how much would you poop your pants if you had that coming at you and you're sitting there with a spear and a shield and a, flame, a flamethrower? Yeah, you know, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, cramp. I'm Cramp. I went down. I'm not going to go into all the details of the entire campaign, but just know this. It's the summertime. Tamerlane is a very crafty general, but then again, so is Bayezid. And Tamerlane decides, I'm going to make him come to me, and I'm going to weaken him and weaken him and weaken him as he goes. And how does he do this? He starts poisoning the water supply as he backs away. So Bayezid, in the heat of the summer, is marching a long time with a lot of men and a lot of gear, and they keep running out of water because Tamerlane has poisoned all of it. But there was one gigantic source of water that Bayezid was looking forward to as he got closer and closer to Tamerlane. And it should be noted, Bayezid's generals by now were telling him, this is a mistake. We have to stop. We have to go back. Look at our troops versus his troops. We can't meet him out in the open. Let's meet him in the mountains on our territory, and, and, then, and then we'll get him. But Bayezid had a problem, a big problem. One that affects you and one that affects me. You know what that problem was? I'll tell you in a second. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is I got my Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier and I absolutely loved it. Plugged it in. It's completely quiet. I don't have any filters I have to replace. And instantly the odors in the room gone. 
It just worked great. My allergies are so much better. I don't have these itchy, watery eyes. You don't hear me doing this on the radio show all day. Why? It's because of my Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Well, all that's the good news. What's the bad news? The bad news is I still have sons. And they walked into my room and liked the smell, and they stole it from me the second night I had it. I show back up. I'm looking for it, and it's gone. I start yelling and screaming. They stole it. But, hey, go get yourself one. You'll enjoy it as much as my sons do. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code word JESSE, EdenPureDeals.com. Governor, our, I want to. I, I apologize, but I got to clarify one thing. You're free to say whatever you want, Governor. Um, uh, but but I just I just like want to be clear. Our line is going to be that we have differences with you, but our differences with Republicans are far greater. We, we don't have 100% agreement, and quite frankly, Governor, we're very comfortable with you saying the same thing. I think you're better than child rapists. I just want you to know. <laughs> Governor Cuomo, just all kinds of, man, I, I've got sodium overload with that much salt, Chris. <laughs> Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. It's going to be such a fun day. It's going to be such a fun week. I mean, yeah, it's a total disaster. The country's falling apart, but what else are we going to do? We got to laugh. Let's finish up Tamerlane. We'll see if you believe in curses. The Ottoman, Bayezid, he's being told by his generals, we're out of water, we're dying, pull back, we're heading towards fighting him on his ground, stop. Bayezid has a pride problem, though, just like you do, just like I do. Pride has cost a lot of money. Pride has cost a lot of lives. Bayezid will not pull back. Bayezid is moving forward. We are the Ottomans. We are the most powerful after all. He finds himself going forward, but he's going to get to the Ankara River, and there his men will be able to drink, except he's not going up against some ragtag idiot. He's going up against Tamerlane. Tamerlane had already diverted the river. The river wasn't there anymore. Now he gets to Tamerlane, and he decides, okay, we'll take a day, let's rest, except your men don't have any water. They're actually more dehydrated the second day, more exhausted, more hungry. The Ottoman Empire goes to battle with Tamerlane the next day, and maybe they never would have stood a chance. Historically, we'll never know. It's one of those disappointing things because the Ottomans were starving and dying of thirst. A bunch of them went over to the other side. They had traders just run, run over to Tamerlane. Hey, we're with you now, pal. They hold up at first, but very quickly, the Ottoman Empire absolutely crumbles. Bayezid himself is captured and dies in a Tamerlane prison a year later. This is called the Battle of Ankara or Battle of the Ankara River. 
It was a humongous setback for the Ottoman Empire. It's amazing they recovered it all. I don't remember, but I think if I remember right, this actually caused a huge civil war in the Ottoman Empire for who took over next. It was some time before they came out of this. But anyway, back to do do you believe in curses thing? Tamerlane eventually dies in his 70s. Natural causes, don't worry, no nefarious business as far as we know. They bury him in a luxury, luxury tomb. And I do mean luxury tomb. It is known where it is. They discover where it is. And in 1941, remember, this is 600 years later, give or take. 1941, Joseph Stalin sends some scientists, some archaeologists down to this tomb to open it up. They go in there. They inspect it. That's why we know he was big. That's why we know he had red hair, too. He had a red beard. And you know what else they find in the tomb? They find an inscription that says, Whoever opens my tomb shall unleash an invader more terrible than I. Hours later, Adolf Hitler and his Nazi army invaded the Soviet Union. Oh, you know how this war ended, right? How the whole Soviet invasion ended? About a year later, 1942, Stalingrad is going on. Stalin, by this point, is a believer himself. He has everything put back and the tomb put back exactly the way it was. And Stalingrad ended days later with the Soviet victory and the Nazis retreating out of the Soviet Union. Now, do you believe in curses? But setting that aside... Let's go back to the Tower of Skulls for a moment. Tower of Heads. Apologize, that's a little bit rough, but it's this show. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. Was that wrong? Is it wrong? Is it a bad thing to make your enemies or potential enemies fear you? The, the, the politics of fear, the tactics of fear, it's been used since the beginning of mankind. It's not, Tamer, it's not like Tamerlane invented it. But is it wrong to do? Is it wrong to make an example of someone? Is it? I tell you, obviously, it's one of those short-term, long-term things. And the short-term, I don't know how it's arguable, probably not good to make a tower of heads of people you've just murdered. In the long run? If I don't have to take and wipe out five cities because of it, now is it a good thing? Now is it a good thing? I ask this because, well, there's something we have to talk about going forward when it comes to the border. Hang on. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps. And then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. 
please don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. 